Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 41 of the Holding Court podcast. Today, we are recapping all of the beautiful chaos of the first ever Turner Trot 5K. I'll explain the most efficient experience I had of getting towed, and we'll discuss that Dodger Dog controversy, all coming up right now on Holding Court. What a big week. I'm exhausted. <laughs> are you? Are you? <laughs> it was a lot. For what? For why was it a lot for you? <laughs> what kidding. do you mean? Why was it a lot for me? <laughs> oh, uh, well, we obviously hosted our first ever, I guess first annual, because I fully intend on doing it next year once I bank enough sleep to do it again. First annual Turner Trot 5K in the books. Check it off. Yeah, it finally came to fruition. You've been talking about doing it for a couple of years. And it's just crazy how, you know, everything due to COVID has gone virtual. And then it kind of presented a opportunity for us to move forward with, you know, this event that you've been wanting to do for the last few years. And and we did do it virtually and it turned out pretty cool. Yeah, I think at first initially people didn't know a lot of, I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of people that said they did virtual races, but I think it maybe took a beat or I thought that it would take a beat for people to understand what a virtual event was and that they wouldn't just be mashing on their keyboard or playing a video game or something and they would just be running on their own. And so I think that's what initially made me a little nervous about how many signups we would have just because I was wondering if people would pay to run an event that they're not technically really attending. But like I've said on social, I've been so blown away by the turnout. And I know people have been, even at the registration pickup, people are like, well, you got more than four. Cause I <laughs> said on here initially, like, what if I just get four people to sign up? So obviously exceeded that. I think we had over 600 runners and walkers which I think is huge. And obviously next year fully intend on it being in person and still offering the virtual option for, cause that was really cool. People that live in Arizona, Texas, Florida, Iowa. I mean, we had some Canadians. So yeah. We had some Canadians sprinkled in there that was really fun to ship to. And I had a military base I was sending stuff to. So I think it was cool. Cause obviously there's Dodger fans all over and they don't normally have a chance to participate in, any of the events that, you know, the Dodger Foundation has or Player Foundations has. So I think that was cool to be able to give them that opportunity. Yeah. And I guess that's the, uh, I mean, that's the huge upside of, of doing it virtually is everyone can be involved. And it was funny when we first announced it and, and started talking about the virtual 5K, some of the responses that we got like, oh, cool. I can just sit on my couch. and <laughs> <laughs> Which is was, ideal. It was pretty funny. Or like, how to, is it a video game or what? So like breaking it down for some people at first, like, no, you're actually, you just go out anywhere and you run or walk or do whatever you do for 5K and then you submit it online. And I mean, it was impressive the the support that we got I think I I really learned a couple things here one how much support that we've gained over the years for our foundation and two how many people listen to the podcast because like you said 
What does uh, that mean? Well, we you obviously know, knew we had a very strong fan base from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you see, you can get the numbers, right? And you can see how many like people listen to it. But when people are actually coming up to you, picking up their, their race packages, and they're like, oh, you got more than four, like you said. Or they come up and say, hey, I love your podcast. I've been listening every week. I look forward Val, to it every she Monday. She sent me yeah. the marathon magnet for my car. Yep. Still have to go through our... I Honestly, there's a... Well, there's mail, there's fan mail that obviously Justin gets and we have to go through it. And it, I'm very, I have a system and anyone that got the 5k box knows I have a system because they saw the side of the box with the names and the size and the ship or the local and all my little codes and all of that. So fan mail goes kind of similarly, like open it up. Like there's a post-it on it with the name of who to make it out, all of this. So there's fan mail and Val, who's actually our military Monday, I think that was in 2019. Mm-hmm. And she came out and obviously I talked on the podcast about, oh, I run the marathon. How do I get that sticker that's on the car, the 26.2? Like, does that just show up in the mail? Like, do you buy it for yourself? So she's like, oh, check your mail. I, and she's like, no, Justin, I didn't send you fan mail. This was for core. I sent her the magnet. So Looking forward to getting my magnet, putting it on my car. But it is cool, like those little things. And like even people will come up at a game to me and be like, oh, I love your podcast. Can we do a photo? And it's still very, very strange, but (laughs) really cool. And yeah, it's like a fun little community, I feel like, that we've built Yeah, with the foundation and the podcast. And it's very hand in hand. Like I feel like the people that listen to the podcast are also very big supporters of the foundation, which is really cool. Yeah. You even got a, you even got a, um, a podcast painting sign yes. done by Random Inc. Yes. Our loyal listener, Brian, <laughs> Brian well, yeah. he designed the logo of the podcast, but then he blew it up and put it on like a, well, I, I wasn't a there. Print. Yeah. It was, it was a, a framed yeah. print and he presented it to me and was like, will you sign this for me? And I'm like, I don't even, it's, I have a signature, but it's like the one I do on like the keypad at Target. So it's not very <laughs> fancy. <laughs> so I'm always like, oh gosh, what do I do? Like, what do I write? And so did a little inscription and held it up for a picture. Yeah. It's I, very strange. When I saw he posted it on Instagram, <laughs> I was like, wait, did you get this? Did you bring this home? Because I wanted, I was going to hang it up behind you for when we do our, when we record. It's like I know, I need quarter. a recording studio. <laughs> we ran out of, I did Don't a, we well, <laughs> I did, a, I've talked, I'm sure I've talked about it. I did a little office for Justin in our house and the walls are getting full, which is good. But I'm always like, stop bringing home so much stuff. But like, I'd love that you're bringing home. Cause like sometimes it's like player of the month awards or you have some like little, I don't know, like a lot of military awards and you have a bunch of stuff on the wall. All of your Clemeni awards are on the shelves. So it's hey, there's a lot of marathon 5k medals hanging in there. Yes, but they are, <laughs> they do not occupy a lot of space. That's they true. are small and they can be hung in bulk. That's about all I have. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put up some of my high school. St- I mean, I have nothing. I don't, <laughs> but you it have was, everything. yeah. So maybe I need like courts. You have more in there. That's all you need. It's true. It's all I need. But yeah, going back to the 5k, it was, I just, oh, I don't know. I'm the person that, and Justin can definitely agree with this, but I promise like very big things 
and I don't really know how they're going to get done by the deadline, but somehow they always do. And I guess it's similar to the airport thing. I'm like, oh, this will totally work out. And there's so much chaos in between and then everything's fine. Like when people were getting their 5k boxes in the mail, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe they're in hand. And when they would get to the other side of the country and like you said, New York and DC, I was like, oh my gosh, it actually worked. Like, I don't know why I was like checking the labels I did a million times. Like, like I measured the box like so perfectly and Kelly Muncie, who will come and play in my story in a minute when we wait, cause I didn't obviously have all the items right away, but I wanted to start printing out the labels this week. And so I kind of grabbed similar items, like instead of the metal that was here, which tracking that was another whole exciting debacle, but I grabbed like a comparable marathon metal and then the shirt, I grabbed a shirt. And so when we actually, I finished packing them and then Kelly was over here doing like the final, um, what were we putting it? Oh, t-shirts. I was like, let me just weigh one just to see if I'm close. And it was like to the ounce. And she was like, you're insane. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you're crazy. Cause I think you have a buffer of like a pound which I never really knew that. But then when I was like toying around with like pricing, cause some would be a bigger size. So it'd be a few more ounces. So I would just kind of go on some of them, like the higher weight and it would be the same price. I'm like, Oh, I can kind of have a little buffer here. I thought like it would be like the post office would accept the box and then it gets weighed. It's wrong. And they're like, send it back. <laughs> and I would be getting all of these back on my doorstep. So the fact that they went out, people were getting them from, all over the country, that was when I had my sigh of relief. Like, okay, it worked. Because the pickups were easy in person. Obviously, I'm like handing it to them physically. Like, there you are. This is done. But even then, I was still paranoid checking sizes, everything. Yeah, I think the theme of this episode you're going to hear is uh, just like anything that you do or event or, I don't know, wedding that you put on, you plan for. Uh, there's There was a lot of speed bumps. There was a lot of oh crap moments. There was a lot of, are we going to have to delay? Are we going to have to push this? Are we going to make it? Is this going to show up? What's going to happen? And uh, court just handled it all pretty (laughs) close to flawlessly. (laughs) There's, I mean, I haven't received, and I have received a lot of emails and we can chat about those as well, but I have yet to receive an email saying I received the wrong size or my package didn't show up. So I think the system was foolproof. So hit me up if you need to know how to (laughs) run a virtual 5k. I checked everything so many times and the emails, the emails, I'm still I'm loving them. I love the emails. Bless everyone that (laughs) sent me an email. But so basically the package, and again, we promised in the beginning the different tiers and all that. And we had, so it was MVP was the $75 tier. And I think that was the best one. A lot of people emailed me to switch out the fanny pack with the backpack. I did accommodate a few people under the table. (laughs) So it worked out, but it was the baseballism, the moonshine cap, the reflective hat, which is really cool. I've already seen them at Dodger games. Yes. Phil Phil Shin was wearing it uh, right behind the on deck circle, him and his wife the other night. It's funny when Travis with baseballism was telling us, oh, let's do the jogger cap. It's reflective. I'm thinking like moon's going to be reflective or like the logo is going to be reflective. The cap is reflective. Yeah. So if you're running at night, that is actually really cool. I've never even... 
I don't even know if I've seen, I've seen the reflective vests and I have some Adidas shirts that have like the three stripes on the back that are reflective, which I'll wear if I'm like riding my bike at night, but I'm like a safety queen. I have my helmet, my blinking light on my fanny pack. And now I need my moonshine cap if I'm biking at night. Well, it's funny because the hats are actually a gray color, like a, a lighter gray color. But it's when some people were getting their packages and putting the hat on and then they would take their selfie mm-hmm. to say, hey, I got my stuff. I'm ready to run. And they, if they had the flash on, the hat would actually almost look white because yeah. that's how reflective it was. It was crazy. I was like, wait, is that the right? Oh, yeah, that is the hat. It's just reflecting off the flash. So yeah. it's really a cool hat. And Travis and the guys at Baseballism always, you know, come up it. in the clutch for us and deliver. And originally we were only going to do 100 um, MVPs and the signups uh filled up so fast that we reached back out to Travis and was like, is there any way we can do a hun- another hundred? And obviously they're very busy right now and, and have a lot of stuff going on. And he somehow managed to double the order and I get know. it to us on time. He was fully thinking that he wasn't going to be able to pull it off and they did and they were able to get here. And um, the other item in there was the Adidas, the drawstring backpack, which was cool. And then the first hundred also got the Jim Beam shaker and all the other goodies and then the all-star tier was the adidas fanny pack and they got the junk band the headband that you guys have all been wearing in these games like everyone has been what are these headbands yeah they're They're blowing up yeah a lot of teams are wearing them yeah Yeah. well it's funny because i've seen like kike wear them in boston so it's like it's kind of like trickling out to all these teams i saw them in the team store the other day too yeah i think they're i think they are in the store now so everyone can Go on them. They're called junk brands. They have everything. They literally. I just got an email this morning that they have the new Jurassic Park collection. I'm like, okay, like they do everything. It'll be like for like, I think it was nurses appreciation day or week. A week, I think. Week. And so they had a line for that. And then they have all the different, they have like charity ones and movie one. They have like cartoon one. It's crazy how many things they get licensed and they're really cool. Um, yeah, they, they're awesome to work with and, and a really cool company if you check them out, but obviously with the different box and then we had the major league tier, which was just the extra goodies that we had from golden road and perfect canola and bonds of pizza, all that. So as I've mentioned before, obviously I have a tendency to not over promise, but promise a lot. And then everything has to kind of fall into play. So doing the three different tiers, We had the MVP, the all-star, and the major leaguer. That comes with different weights because there were certain limited quantities of items and all of that. So that led to me doing, well, obviously we had a, we had a box delivery come here. What was that? Two weeks ago? Yeah. (laughs) So 700 boxes just get delivered. Three giant pallets. Yeah. So our garage was like a temporary, um, I don't know, storage unit, factory. Warehouse. Box, warehouse. There we go. So we were building the box, which actually was pretty simple. When they first got here, I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to require tape and focus and all that. And it was kind of down. We should have, we talked about timing ourselves and seeing who could build the box the fastest, but it wasn't too bad. But that was step one. The U-line boxes, they were pretty easy. It's basically just one piece and it's fold and tuck and you're done. Fold and tuck, yeah. Yeah. And then once we did the MVP ones, which were the bigger boxes, then you were like, let's leave the flap out on the all-star ones so we don't have to untuck and re-tuck and flap it out. And so, <laughs> I don't know, but our house, I'll post a picture, it became the warehouse, became the storage for all of the boxes. But then, as I said, it was 
labeling the names, then labeling if they were ship and local, and then the t-shirt size code, and then a first letter of every item that was to go into the box. And my idea behind that was things were arriving at different times. And so obviously as that item arrived and we put it in the box, we would mark it off with the red Sharpie. And it kind of, it worked. It kind of like got adjusted as we went, but it took a while. There was a lot of sore wrists. My sister was here um, helping me. She came back from Chicago with me and was here for a few days. And we were burning the midnight oil and doing it. And we got to know a lot of people's names as we were going. And I was very familiar with their names after I saw it from my spreadsheet to the box to their registration. I feel like we're all friends now. Yeah, it was great that your sister came out because obviously putting the boxes together was huge. And then, you know, we went down to Anaheim. Or I went down to Anaheim to play. And by the time I got back, you guys had almost finished like labeling every single box, which was a big deal. And obviously when there's a lot of stuff and a lot of moving pieces going in, like the double, triple, quadruple checking is huge. And so there may be, maybe we could have been more efficient in how we went about it, but like it also allowed us to make sure that everyone got the right stuff multiple times. Yeah. Normally you do a marathon or 5k and you show up to get your swag bag and you just kind of show your registration email or your bib will already have a sticker on it with your shirt size, but you can switch. So it's like at LA marathon, you walk up to the table at the convention center and there's like a hundred boxes behind these workers and you'll be like, Oh, give me like a unisex medium. And they'll just go grab it out of a box. Cause they just have so much inventory. Well, our inventory was so specific. And so, and obviously we're packing it beforehand and then shipping it to get there. So people could do their trot on the weekend. So it'll probably be easier next year when it's more in person and more people will be able to pick up in person. And if there's larger volumes and obviously we'll have like more extra pieces, but the real adventure didn't start until we went to mail them. And that was where. Well, there was one other like issue was not knowing how many runners we were going to have and not knowing all the shirt sizes. And like we had the shirt designed and the shirt ready, but then you, we couldn't put the order in until we knew what every runner's shirt size was. So we had to wait until we cut off the registration. And then now we're asking for almost 700 shirts to be printed and delivered in such a small window that it was a little scary as to whether or not we are going to get those in time. Yeah. And Lisa with the Dodgers, um, she works in merchandising, I believe has a fantastic content or contact. And she was able to link me with them and they, they pulled it off like very easily. And well, from what I saw, but again, what you see, it's like the wizard of Oz, what happens behind the curtain? Who knew, who knows if it was chaos for the t-shirt company, but we got them. Um, the medals got here. I was, I have checked more tracking numbers than in this week than I ever have in my entire life. It was unbelievable. And it all somehow made it. And we were able to have a really good time actually on Thursday meeting everyone for the packet pickup. And that was where we mentioned we met a few fans of the podcast. And it was funny. I would see someone would walk up 
And this guy walked up and he's like, oh, my name. I was like, oh, remind me your name. And he's like, Eric. And I was like, oh, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Yep. I remember yours. Eric Camargo right here. And you I actually was like, said Eric with a K is what <laughs> I'm you like, said. Oh, yeah, I remember you. And then it's like, oh, Natalie. Oh, yeah, I just saw yours. So I feel like I got to know these people very well. It's very personal. So I'll obviously recognize their names if they register next year. But it was really cool. But yeah, the the real hiccup was the the old post office. So I set up a pickup for, I think it was Tuesday, maybe Tuesday. And you can either do a, just any day of the, or any time of the day pickup and it's free, or you can pay, I think it's $25 for them to come and pick it up at a specific time. I picked 345 because I thought, okay, if for some reason they don't show up, I still have an hour and 45 minutes to get them to the post office because it's going to require multiple trips. So I was like, okay, that gives me enough time, but like, they're going to show up. I got the confirmation. They charged the card all good. So Kelly Muncie was here. And then my friend Christy was here too, because the t-shirts arrived last. And so it was putting the t-shirts and the medals in the box and then taping them up. Um, and they already had the post office label on them. And so it's like 3.50 and I'm like, it's fine. Maybe they're running late. And then it got to be four o'clock and I'm like, they're absolutely not coming. So it just became a mad dash and like bless Kelly Muncie and her third trimester, just like helping me load these boxes. I'm like, you're capped at three, like don't lift too much. And just it, like we filled Kelly's car. She may have hit a trash can as she was pulling in our driveway. Sorry, Max. And <laughs> loaded her car, loaded Christy's car. I go to load my car. The battery's dead. So I'm like, my I like message my neighbor, uh, Leslie. She's the one that does the sheer gear bags <laughs> that I've, I've posted about um, the clear bags for the game. So I'm like, Leslie, what are you doing? She's like, I'm on my couch. I'm like, can I have your car? So like <laughs> we start going to the post office and we get to, so we had different thinking. I was like, let's go to the this big one that's by our house, That, but the parking sucks. Because I just thought that maybe is like more of a hub. And then my friend was like, well, let's try this one because that is a, a parking lot. And we'll all be able to like pull up and unload and all that. So we go to the smaller one and I run inside. I'm like, I have 600 packages. The pickup didn't show up. I need these out today. It is for a charity event. Like, what do I do? And he's like, meet me at the loading dock. And I was fully on the amazing race, like ready to go. So I'm like loading dock. I like text the girls. They like all pull up around the back and it's obviously like a no customer parking area, but I just assumed it was like, there was an exception, but I have like all these mail trucks coming up as we're trying to like back in there and load everything and then the guy the same guy that I just spoke to at the front comes out and he was like oh I can't do this volume I'm like are you do you have a twin like who just spoke to me at the front and I was like what and he was like yeah I can't do this volume like you have to go to the other one and he like just, I'm like, but it's, but it's for charity, sir. And like, I don't, I don't even think that's allowed. Like I'm definitely going to write the postmaster general and maybe a Yelp review because I'm just confused how if their label, like what if a bunch of people came in to the post office? Like what if like a hundred people all showed up with five boxes to mail? Like you can't do that volume. Like, I don't even understand what that means. Or you don't want to do that volume. Cause yeah, it I was, think, I think if you show up to a post office and you have 
labeled packages. They have to take this it. They can't turn it away. Government entity. Yeah. Like, how are you able? I don't know. So, on top I, of the fact that they didn't show up for the pickup. Right. It was their fault. It wasn't. Not his, like, yeah. Like, not I, his personally, but like USPS didn't yeah. show up. Yeah. And my thinking was okay, I can either just start unloading in front of this guy and force him to take them. But then I thought, what if he is a jerk and is sabotaging my trap packages, which we can't have that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm done with him. I got to go. And so we just roll out to the other post office, the bigger location with the shittier parking. And I went up and there were these two gals in the loading. We just went straight to the loading dock this time. There's two gals in the back and they're like, what's going on? And I was like, our pickup didn't come. It's for a charity event. Like the other post office turned us away. Please help us. And they're like, let's do it. And they just started building. They had, I think they had two or three crates already out there. And then they just started building these big cardboard boxes. And they're like, just throw them in there. Like, we'll get them done. And I was like, yes, we've saved the trot. And then our neighbor pulls up with that. And it's like, we somehow, I think I looked at my watch and it was like 522. And it cut off at 5.30. And then, I, again, I'm back to the, like, tracking number stalking. So I'm going on the website and just refreshing. And when I started seeing, like, the yeses for shipped, I was like, ooh, okay, they're on their way. Like, yeah, it was, like, a few hours later. Like It wasn't, no, the, it wasn't until I, midnight. Well, I, right when I got home, you were like, oh, my God, there's, like, packages out for delivery already. Yeah, there were like some. Midnight. Yeah, there were some that went the next day. So I did priority mail and it was one day shipping, but like you never know. Mm-hmm. And obviously things are slowed down with COVID right now. They have all the warnings on the website, like things will be delayed. I'm like, no, they won't. They're going to get there. And so when people started posting their boxes like at noon the next day, I was like, it's happening. And yeah, it was, it was a thrill, but I feel like if not for the thrill, then why are we doing it? You know, it was just all part of it made it that much more cooler. There always has to be something I feel like. And that's why I plan for like, I, maybe I manifested that the pickup wouldn't show up by planning it so early at three forty-five. but I really wanted to shake my fist at that postal worker that didn't come by. And the lady at the post office was like, I'll look into this and I'm going to call you tomorrow and get an answer for you. And I was like, at that point, I don't need the answer. Like I just assumed something went wrong and like, I'll give them the grace and things happen, but if it's different than I'm like a video game seller on eBay that just needed like three legends of Zelda's to go out that day, which obviously like that's e-commerce for people is huge. But this just was such a big pickup that I'm like, how do they see like 600 boxes or whatever it was that were shipped? How do they see that? And they're like, eh, let's not do this one today. <laughs> like, yeah. And as I was unloading everything, we were all throwing everything into the crates. This guy pulled up and had like 10 packages and I was talking to the lady about them not showing up. And he was like, they never show up like under his breath, and, like drove away. I'm like, okay, I don't know. It just seemed, I need to get that refund. I'm going to get my $25 back. But wow, it was, it was an adventure. Well, there was also another adventure with USPS. And that was when we were trying to print the labels. Oh yeah. Because was it, what was it called? Like uh, click and print or something? Click what? and ship. Yep. Oh, click and ship. So uh, Courtney was only able to print 20 labels at a time. And we had over 600 labels we had to print. Well, it was probably less than 600 because there were some pickups, but uh, only 20 at a time. And how far in did you get? You got probably 400 labels in and the website just kind of shut down on you. 
Oh yeah. I thought you were talking about when the label printer wouldn't center on the paper. So I had to go and buy different paper. No, I'm talking about when the website shut down and we still had like 180 labels to print. Yes. And so I had all of the, I think it was all of the major leaguers left to go. So it was like over a hundred and it was after a game and I go in there to do, cause I was doing them in, you can do them in batches of 20 and that's the max you can do for the same weight and dimensions of a package. But it's not like you can do that and then add another label of 20 that's identical. You have to just do 20 and then pay, which seems strange and maybe there was some way to get around it, but that just seemed like what it was limiting me to. But after, yeah, after like 450 maybe, I go on to do it and it just said like your card, this transaction cannot be, it wasn't like your card is declined, it said this transaction cannot be processed. So I'm like, so I called the bank. I'm like, this, and I, said, I knew what's this was going on. Happen. I called the bank. I'm like, what's going on? Like the transaction's not going through. And the lady at my bank is like, no, your card's good. Everything's working. There's no issues. Um, you know, it's not, it's not on the bank. It's not on the card. You maybe the website's down. And sure enough, uh, you tried opening a new account. You tried multiple credit cards. You tried having your sister open an account and nothing was working. It was just down and we were 180 labels <laughs> short. My for, whole mind was I'm going to have to go in the post office on that little machine and be like punching in everything manually. One at a time. Yes. And then I thought I'm going to deliver these like personally. I don't, it was a dark, I went to a dark place. So I kept thinking, well, they didn't open till I think 6 a.m., LA time. And so I set my alarm for 6am because I'm like, I have to get someone on the phone. I call and the lady's like, you were flagged. She was like, have you ever done this volume of business on our website? Well, no, no one has. This is absurd. And she's like, okay, well you were flagged because it looks suspicious or whatever. I don't know. Um, little did they know it was just little trot shirts and it's from granola, but <laughs> they, <laughs> so she's like, I got to send this to my team and they have to like approve you. And she, and I was like, okay, time-wise, like, what are we talking? And she goes, well, sometimes it gets done while we're on the phone. And sometimes it's two or three days. Didn't love that window. <laughs> Didn't love that range. But I was like, okay, thank you. I'll, she's like, check your email. That's where they're going to let you know when you're back on it. And okay. So I'm like, all right. Went back to bed. I set my alarm for 10 minutes. And so every 10 minutes, I just woke up and checked my email. And obviously very quality REM sleep was happening in that time. And I think it was around nine o'clock. I got an email that said, you are free. <laughs> and it still wouldn't take, for whatever reason now, because the amount of times I tried, then it wouldn't take the foundation debit card. And so it just went on my card. Cause at that point I'm like, I don't even care what, who this comes from, whatever. I just need them shipped. And it worked out. And I was, every time I, it accepted the payment for every 20, I was like, whew, yeah. thank God. Because that was scary. I was like, this can't happen. But then the last thing was after pickup, um, when everyone was there at the end of pickup, there were like 20 boxes still there. And so I just emailed everyone individually and asked, what do you want me to do with your box? And a few people said, can you meet me? Can you, do, can you have someone? They would say, can you have your assistant or can you have someone come meet me and deliver my box? 
So I did. I met some people. You, had, met, you, met, you had your assistant? <laughs> my assistant, you? Courtney. She's lovely. And I went and I was fully in my pajamas and looking like a dream. And I went and I met people at three different locations and brought their boxes. And everyone was nice. But there was someone that was 45 minutes late to one. And I just hung out and <laughs> waited. And then there was a moment where I was like, what am I doing? Really, what am I doing? <laughs> but I, and then I shipped the ones that didn't respond to me, to meet me. So a few of them got shipped, but obviously the shipping cost adds up. And we had the option on there. You could cover shipping. Um, and a lot of people did, which was Thank awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. But some people didn't. And so I was just trying to offset some of the costs for that. And um yeah, it was nice. It was cool to meet people in person and obviously at our package pickup, we haven't had any like in-person interactions in a while. So it was cool to put a face to the names and even though they didn't show up at pickup, things happen. People had scheduling and people are have their kids and are working and, and all of that. So I was happy to accommodate and check all of those off, but it was definitely an adventure. Yeah, and it wasn't all stress. There was a, there was some fun and some laughs along the way. Obviously, when you have a house slash warehouse stacked with <laughs> seven hundred boxes, there was uh, box towers tumbling all over the place that you know you want to be frustrated about, but you just kind of laugh at. Uh, you got some actually after we sent out the boxes. There was some funny emails that you received like, Hey, I haven't had my box. Like, where's my stuff? It's not here yet. Yeah. And you would track the tracking and it would say like, Oh, it's in your mailbox. And they say, Oh, I, well, I didn't check yet. I just assumed <laughs> it wasn't here. I'm like happy to be of service. I, yeah. I actually am a part-time employee of the United States Postal Service this week. <laughs> I have tracked more packages than Those I are the funny care ones. to admit. And I think, I think the funny part and the cool part, about it as well is like the shock and awe that people still have when they email the foundation and then you are the one that's responding and and the tone change too is kind of interesting because it's <laughs> I'm like the wizard of oz i am it's like you know a, a, a little bit demanding like type i get it pissed it's, off the box tone. is cool i and want then, mine too i want it and, and court want responds it and is like oh hey it's courtney um let me track i this checked for you. your tracking and it says it's in your mailbox and she's like oh the responses are just funny they're after like well they i didn't mean to bother that. you i'm like well who do you think you were gonna bother <laughs> it's just funny it's um yeah no, it was but a, it was good. It, the whole thing. It's was all part of it. And that just experience. means people want it because I think people started posting yes, on social. 100%, yeah. Like you see someone post it and then you were resharing and then they see the box. And like, I want mine. What, mine. Mine's not here yet. And it's like, well, it's here. You just got to go dig for it. So it was fun. It, it was all even, came together. It's, it was, we have a lot of fun stories that came out of it. We met a lot of awesome people and I think it would be, uh, a good time to mention, you know, there's a lot of people we got to thank for this coming together. That's true. Including our sponsors. And I don't know, do you want to go through? Yeah, we, we have our, a few. our Grand Slam Turner Trot sponsors. Yeah, so obviously um, the Dodgers came up huge for us in this event. Um, Jenny O at the Dodgers and Carla... You guys are rock stars. Uh, Court, you already mentioned Lisa with the shirts. Um, but we had, obviously, the Dodgers sponsored us. Um, 
Eldridge sponsored us, which is Todd Bowley's company, who is one of our owners. Um, Mark and Kim Walters Foundation, one of our owners, sponsored. Uh, Jim Beam, the official uh, bourbon of the Los Angeles Dodgers, came on and sponsored. So that was another one from from them. Um, Cal Mental Health Services Authority uh, was through Jenny O and the Dodgers, which was another huge one. Um, and then Sunmar Healthcare, which who was Big Irv, which some of you guys, if you've ever been to any of Yasiel Puig's Wild Horse Foundation events. Yeah, the poker tournament. Um, the poker tournament. Uh, he was a, a big sponsor for Yasiel, and uh, he came on and sponsored our event this time, which was awesome. And uh, we appreciate the support, Irv, and looking forward to... Uh, you know, a continuing relationship with, with all our sponsors. And, and on, obviously none of this would have been able to happen um, without your support and, um, you know, really just stepping up to the plate for us and, and helping us out and helping us raise money. Yeah. And then we had the product donations. I mentioned some of them. Adidas was huge donating the fanny packs and the drawstring backpacks, Golden Road Brewing, sent over some goodies for the boxes, baseballism, obviously designed and sent out the moonshine hats and junk brands, those headbands that we talked about. Perfect granola, sent bags of granola for every single so good too. racer. They were my fuel during the packing of the boxes. I was so nervous someone was going to get one that was open. That I, was <laughs> on. I was checking them like so many times. Honestly, I was eating them while I was stuffing them sanitizing and then while I was at the package pickup I was sitting there snacking on them too and then Bonza pizza which is chickpea pasta and pizza sent a coupon for every runner to get a free pizza they can get at the grocery store which is really cool I haven't had one yet but the rumor on the street is they're really really good yes we have heard that they are really good we'll have to close from a close box taping packing source (laughs) we heard they're pretty good yes and so do you want to announce our total that we raised so well there's still a nice tight race that's closing soon for our fundraising but yeah, before we announce this, uh, you know, one of the things we did going in was we set up a tier, um, a reward tier for runners who wanted to fundraise and, and get sponsors for their 5K. And the top fundraiser would get a signed jersey and then a signed bat and a signed baseball and a signed hat were the four tiers. And uh, that's still going on. I think you're going to shut it off soon. Uh, I don't know when they're going to end that. But... Um, so pumped and so excited that Court was able to put this whole thing together and bring in $150,000 for the foundation. She's a rock star. Thank you again to all our sponsors, all our supporters, all our runners. Um, you guys are amazing, and we love you all. Yeah, it was. I'm ready for next year once I have a nap and I go get a foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love my little foot massage places, but... Yeah, it was worth it. And I think that the more work we put into the events, the more rewarding it feels. Obviously, we do events like the Radiothon and all of that. But I would say this and like the marathon where I'm putting in, which I feel like the marathon is easier than this, yeah. to be honest, even though with the training, all of that. But the fundraising, like this feels so much more personal because it was honestly like we had a hand in every single person's donation. It wasn't just like they were pledging or anything like that. So I think this one feels feels real good. 
And I think that's part of the reason we like to be hands-on and be involved is, you know, you really, it's a lot of work and, and you put a lot into it, but then, you know, the, the rewarding part of it at the end is seeing it be successful and seeing how many people we get to impact because of the work we put into, to these events. Yeah. And to cat, well, the cherry on the top of my weekend was seeing obviously everyone's results come in and the photos come in. We had the virtual photo booth that people can do, but the real cherry, the chef's kiss on my weekend was as I'm doing my little pre-trot at Runyon Canyon, my car gets towed. And so just really just a fantastic end to everything. And I actually, I have to say the experience was quite lovely. In terms of cars getting towed, I might leave a Yelp review for this towing company. Well, you're not the only one because when I was leaving the pickup in person, my tire blew out on 101 <laughs> and I pulled over and went to put on the spare and I found out the spare tire wasn't even inflated. I had to pump that up. So that was fun too. It was, it was an exciting. Weekend. Honestly, I need to go to Morongo because I feel like I have some luck or like maybe get some of my scratchers. Yeah, we are, my friends were in town from Boston, Brittany and Brian were, they're like, let's go on a hike. And so obviously I normally do a different hike that's closer to me, but I'm like, you know what? Let's do Runyon. They've never been to it. I feel it's like LA. that's kind of the like. Runyon. It's a staple. Yeah. Club Runyon where girls are in full makeup and heels and no <laughs> one picks up their dog shit. You got to do it. It's part of it. The view is there. It's normally foggy, but it's fantastic. And we park and the lot at the top is closed. Don't know why. No one was actively resurfacing it. There was no caution tape, like nothing going on. And so everyone's parking kind of alongside Mulholland, I think it is. And there's all those arrows. There's, they just seem so silly. Like, don't park this way, but you can park this way. So I park kind of like in between one of them. It just seemed right. There was like 30 cars. I'm like, by the time they tow these 30 cars around me, like I'll be back from the hike, obviously. Didn't trot fast enough. And the whole hike, I'm like, oh, I bet my car's not there. My car's totally gone. Like, it's not there. And then I walk out. Sure enough, look. Nope, car's gone. Parking guy's sitting there. I'm like, hello, sir. Hi. Um, Happy Saturday. Um, Could you let me know where my car is? And he's just like, three, two, three, four, five, one. And like, just starts saying the f I'm like, okay, let me get a pen. Hold on. Let me type this down. And um, called the tow place and got their address and then waited for an Uber and, you know, thanked the parking guy for his time and obviously <laughs> keeping the streets clear and safe for no reason and got to the towing place. And I have to say the last time my car was towed was when I was in college and I was actually parked. It's all full circle. I was parked outside of Christie's apartment and I'd spent the night the night before and it was an anti-gridlock zone on Fountain Avenue, which was not too far from Runyon Canyon. And I walked up at 701 to see my car just being trotted off in front of me. <laughs> and fun fact, same tow spot. So I was like, good to see you guys. It's been 11 years. And he was like, wow, I, that's pretty good. And I was like, I think so too. <laughs> He's honestly. like, damn it, we haven't got you for 11 years? I know. And it's actually, it's the only other time I've ever been towed. And so I was like, it's great to see you guys. And just very efficient services over there that they're doing. <laughs> Honestly, they had a comment card. I almost took one, but I think in, it just helps to be in the parking guy. It's funny. I asked for a little clarification on the signs. I didn't mention that. He got really short and like nasty with me. And I, I'm like, people probably are not kind to you. 
which I get that. But then when you have someone that's like high on their endorphins of their trot and they're being nice to you. And like, I thanked him, I think at one point for giving, and also the, the real treat is that you get a ticket on top of paying your, your tow fee. <laughs> and then you have to pay a day, a full day of car storage. And if you're there for more than one minute, so you don't even get like that buffer of like, Oh, you were only here for a half hour. Like you have to pay a full day of storage. So the ticket, the storage fee, Everything is just wonderful. But the guy, the parking attendant got short with me, which I didn't appreciate, but whatever. Maybe he's having a bad day. And yeah, just overall, I mean, I would, but, but like the time I got to the towing place and was back on the road, I have to say maybe like eight minutes. That's wonderful. Meanwhile, like <laughs> while Court's all fine and dandy and jolly about her car getting told, towed, I come back off the field from BP and I look at my phone and it's just, babe, my car got towed <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening? What's going on? Where are you? Do you know where it's at? Like freaking out. And she's just, you know, chumming it up with the, with the guy that towed her car. I know. And no, I don't know. Normally I'm like very high strong. If I had somewhere to be urgently, I think I would have been more frantic, but I think the older I get, the more I'm realizing this is a lie that if you just like being frantic, doesn't make anything go faster. Oh, and you're it, realizing that? <laughs> And what I think what really sucked is people were walking up to their cars and they were already on the tow trucks and the parking lot guy was telling him to take them off the tow truck. And so he was like being kind to all these other people. Yours was already gone though. Mine was so gone. Mine was halfway down Mulholland by then and like cruising into 1505 North Mansfield, I think was the address. If you guys want to go swing by and get an impeccable service. Car, if you ever can't find your car, it's probably there. Those guys. I was so it. funny as I, we were in the Uber and like pulling up. I'm like, yep, I knew it was this one. Same one. They are printing money over there. I will tell you that. That is a service. It's so funny that you just immediately thought it was towed because a few years ago in spring training, when I woke up and went down and my car was gone. I was like, oh my God, someone stole my car. And it took me a few hours to realize that it, it had gotten towed. I thought it was just stolen. And that, yeah. it never crossed your mind that it was stolen. You were like 100% Oh no, towed. the entire hike. I'm like, my car. Well, it probably totally helped that towed. there was a tow truck right there. Right? Uh, he was on the other side, but yeah. And the parking lot guy was there. No, I was like, absolutely. It just always blows my mind how fast they can just yank them. And they do it from, because you always think if you're parallel parked, they can't tow you. Like that they have to go behind you. Nope. They yank it from the side and like pull. It's insane. Yeah. They can pull it out from two cars parallel parked. Yep. They have a really honestly efficient operation. Technology. Something that I would, I mean, yeah, they're the model. You got to look at them. So I'm, everything's over. The weekend's over. Ready for my foot massage and Morongo and yeah, ready to tie a bow on all of this. I have a few more little sponsor things to do, but other than that, we are done until the next one. Congrats. You did it. I know I did it. Proud I'll take I'm all proud of, of you. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's on it, but I'm the wizard of Oz. I'm telling you, I'm right behind you. I was just too busy hands. You were the entire operation. It worked out. I don't know. I just wasn't going to take no for an answer for anything, but I don't know, but it's been, it's been, it's good to be back on here. I feel like I, I missed chatting with everyone and a lot's happened. It's been a minute. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad to not have to deal with a cardboard box for a little bit. 
Yeah, I don't look at cardboard. We have a few extra in the garage, but I'll use that for my Poshmark, my booming Poshmark business. But yeah, yeah a lot of big news. That I feel like everyone's been talking about this. The Dodger dogs at the stadium. Yeah. You haven't had one. Have you ever had a Dodger dog? We've talked about this. Oh, yeah. I, me and, was it Jock a few years ago? We did that like the cook-off. Right. We did the little cookout. Oh, Remember? yeah. The, the Dodger farmer dog. If, yeah. yeah. So it's you think I didn't eat my own? Uh, yeah, I ate it. <laughs> okay save me an edit there um it's <clears throat> i don't know i had one on opening day just because it felt like i had to and wait what's the new company now it is cantellas oh cantellas so i think they're like a southern california company yeah so i had one on opening day and it it tasted different but i don't know if that's just because i'm used to costco hot dogs because i obviously hadn't had a dodger dog in so long because uh, we obviously couldn't have them last year um it just tasted different and then i kind of read or like heard some rumors that they weren't going to be going with farmer john anymore and i'm like well maybe they still have some leftover and then i was like that's kind of gross like that would have been no that's not right and then i heard that it was going to be a different company and it looked the exact same i feel like now that i know and i can confirm that it's different i need to do a new taste and like yeah. see because I, I feel like now that you know it's different like your mind is like very powerful and I was kind of reading a few because like LA Times posted it and a few reporters posted the difference and you'll see the comments where they're like same great taste like no they're different like I don't know so it's like I'm gonna have to really think about it but I think I mean I cover it with toppings like I'm like the yeah. relish the ketchup the mustard the sauerkraut everything so I don't even know what's under there honestly it could be whatever well i could be wrong here but i think the controversy was if i read it right um and myself included i think everyone thought that farmer john had the naming rights to dodger dog like it was farmer john dodger dog or dodger dog by farmer john however Mm -hmm. you would say that uh but apparently the dodgers own the right the naming rights to dodger dog so they can designate whichever dog they want to be the official dodger dog I'm curious to wonder, I'm curious to hear what people think about the new Dodger dog though. Like, is it good? Is it different? Is it bad? Is it an upgrade? Yeah. Um, are you angry about it? Do Maybe you, not you do a tweet. To, Maybe you, ask on your Twitter and get a poll. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of like reporters that have been posting. Um, and I just kind of like scroll through the rest. Cause I, this is a exciting news story for me personally. Um, and so, yeah, maybe you ask and just say, what do you think of the new Dodger dog? Is that too controversial as a Dodger player? I think you're allowed to ask that. I'll ask. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like there's been so many like chats about food and the stadium. And obviously when they named Shake Shack as the spot for Dodger stadium, everyone's like, why do we not have In-N-Out? In-N-Out is like the signature southern california burger and you did I, some research yeah and they don't do they don't even entertain did, right? i did the research because i want to make sure i'm correct as i'm providing news through this podcast to our listeners <laughs> they don't even entertain conversations about stadiums or anything like that what was it because of quality and pricing quality and they don't it's the pricing because we yeah. i mean i'm still blown away when we go to in and out and get like two burgers two fries and two drinks and it's like what 23 dollars 20 two dollars like it's that's yeah. n- nice that's lovely and because it, it's feels like it's a premium product and i think i mean the other night i went and got shake shack and it was my girlfriend and i and we get two burgers two fries and two cokes 
sixty dollars. Like what? At the game? Yes. I'm like, is there yeah. a gold bar in my Frenchies? Like, what is this? Yeah. And I mean, I get it. It's it's the stadium and that's stadium pricing, and it's but it's that's a lot for a family, and obviously people saving up to tickets and parking and all of that, it gets pricey, and so I get that, and I definitely feel for that, but. It's, I think In-N-Out doesn't want to have that high price point and also the quality control in a stadium. A lot of times it's very busy. I will say Shake Shack was very efficient, similar to the tow place. And yeah, so it's, I don't know. Well, I think one of the issues is that the food in the stadiums are run by Levy. And I don't... Levy. Levy, is that how you say it? Levy? Levy. And I think that they kind of like adopt the brand but it's not necessarily like the same process maybe i'm not sure how so i don't like the i don't think if i don't think it's actual like i don't i think those might be like they lease those spots or it's through like sponsorship i'm just curious if it's actual like shake shack employees who are like trained and cooking the food or if it's levy employees who are just thrown in there to Make a shake. Maybe we burger. have Lon Rosen on here and have him know. explain the whole process. Uh, well, he, he probably doesn't want to tell the secrets. I'm going to find him. I'm going to do some <laughs> investigative <laughs> journalism. So I don't know. Let us know if you've had the new Dodger dog and if you have noticed any difference. I noticed the condiments like you can't do them out of the hydraulic little squirters. Well, that's that's <laughs> what a, are those called? That's Dispensers. A, that's a COVID thing. I know, but I, I will say packets now. I know in Milwaukee because I always get the like onions and the sauerkraut in Milwaukee. I got a hot dog there, or I got a Polish sausage there, and um, the food of my people. And they gave me a packet of sauerkraut, which is very intriguing, but it was very good. I think I just like put it directly in my mouth. I didn't know they had packets of sauerkraut. They do. Yep. They're pretty big too. They're like the size of like a, when you get those like wet naps, like the big plastic, like wet naps. It was that kind of size packet that I just stuck in my purse and made up my dog. Love that. Yeah. I bet you, you probably took like five of them. No, he was, he rationed me. He only gave me a singular packet. I thought you would have went. I thought you would have taken multiple to add to the sauce drawer. You can't put kraut in the sauce drawer. That is refrigeration required. If anyone can, you would. No, I need, well, if I get a little mini fridge for my sauces, but no, that can't, it can't go in there. So I don't know, but it's good to be back. It's good to wrap up the Turner Trot. Thanks again to all of our sponsors and everyone that supported and walked and ran and stair climbed and fundraised and packed boxes and everything and pulled it off as a full team effort. Full team effort. Yeah. Way to go, everyone. Way to go, everyone. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Absolutely. We'll talk to you all next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>